There has to be some common sense. Yes, sir, they have the car stopped at 10th and Ranch Microfiber. We still don't know who pulled the trigger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, retired NYPD Sergeant Bill Cannon, 27-year veteran of the NYPD. And with me tonight is retired NYPD detective and straight out of Brooklyn, Phil Grimaldi. How are you doing tonight, Phil? Not so good, Billy. Based on the show that's coming up, a little disheartening <laughs> what's going on, but I guess we'll get into it. You know, a lot of um, people get uh, very emotional about this. Um, there's a, there's a lot of people that, of course, we know hate Donald Trump. And um, when things like this happen, they applaud, they applaud uh, much worse things to happen to him than a warrant being uh, served at his uh, residence at Mar-a-Lago, uh, no matter what the circumstances, whether it was um, fair or whether it was... Um, the government weaponizing a law enforcement agency, whatever way you think according to what your political views are. But we also have to keep an open mind and listen to what's going on here and not just think that because you don't like someone, that was perfectly okay that the government or the FBI, whoever did them wrong. Uh, the FBI searches Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence in Florida. The former president called the search an assault and complained that the authorities had broken into a safe. The news appeared to come as a surprise to top aides at the White House. Uh, the former president said the Mar-a-Lago search was unannounced. Former President Donald Trump said on Monday that the FBI had searched his Palm Beach, Florida home and had broken open a safe, an account signaling a major escalation in the various investigations into the final stages of his presidency. The search, according to multiple people familiar with the investigation, appeared to be focused on material that Mr. Trump had brought with him to Mar-a-Lago, his private club and residence when he left the White House. Those boxes contained many pages of classified documents, according to a person familiar with their contents. Um, by Monday night, a couple of dozen supporters of former President Donald J. Trump had gathered across the street from his private residence in Palm Beach, Florida, some holding Trump-Pence flags from their 2020 campaign, others wearing red Make America Great Again caps, but all were united in their anger over the news that federal authorities had conducted a search of Mar-a-Lago, and according to Mr. Trump, had even broken into a safe. Vehicles of Trump supporters lined South Ocean Boulevard, and people had gotten out of their cars to express their support, some rather loudly. So that's that's just a sort of not even an update, but one of the big questions is this, the timing of this, the midterm elections, less than 90 days away, uh, was this timed specifically to affect the midterm elections? Will it affect the midterm elections? Will it have a result, a, re a reverse effect and have more people come out to vote, more Republican, more Trump supporters come out to vote? And uh, on the reverse, will more Democrats come out to vote because of this? 
Billy, I uh, never been so disheartened about this country uh, since I was born. Uh, what's going on right now is very disheartening. Um, this is the former president of the United States. And the reason that I'm disheartened is not because the uh, FBI is weaponized or any of the other political angles that we're talking about or we're going to talk about that the news media cycle has been talking about for the last 24 hours. It's the fact that other countries are going to look at us as weak. These are things that go on in third world countries, banana republics, uh, Venezuela, Haiti, maybe, I don't know, uh, pick a country that's small and, and uh, you know, run by uh, criminals. That's basically what we have here. We're being looked at on a world stage, we have China breathing down our neck because of the Taiwan visit by Nancy Pelosi. We have Russia breathing down by ne our neck because we're backing uh, Ukraine, which that's a whole other conversation for another day. And we're being looked at as, uh, you know, uh, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We have the former president of the United States over documents that are in his house when he was negotiating with uh, the people that control the documents to turn over stuff. They already turned over some. They were talking about turning over other. And I saw one of the political analysts, uh, a, a, a professor on legal matters regarding presidency, uh, Jonathan Turley, and he said that the president can declassify anything that he wants to take with him. So these documents may have already been declassified. This is obviously a fishing expedition. They went in on the presumption of these documents to look for whatever else they could find. That's what I see here clearly. This is the weaponization against a political opponent. They saw the polls over the last few days that uh, if Donald Trump runs as a Republican, which he's go probably going to, that he would beat everybody else and he would be the nomination for the Republican candidate for president 2024. Uh, I don't think uh, Biden is going to run. It's obvious he's not capable of it. So they're worried. They're, they're, they're scared of Donald Trump. That's what the earmarks here are telling me. Now, I don't know what was in that uh, that search warrant application. I would love to see it. However, we know the judge, he's uh, from the left. They, you know, they go judge shopping with these type of things. And this is the way it appears at this point. Now, well, you know, Phil, I, I get amazed when you hear a lot of television commentators saying, this is legitimate because they had to have a standard of probable cause. But like what you just said, Yes, but they can go judge shopping. Absolutely. Go to a friendly judge. They'll just sign it and, and not really. He's more partisan than, than thinking of himself as a judge, thinking of a, more of his politics, which is somewhat disgusting. And I just also want to say that I have personally lost a lot of respect for the FBI over the last few years. It's 100%. just they have been weaponized. The three clowns they had uh, during Trump's administration, uh, Comey, uh, McCabe and Strzok. I just couldn't believe that those three were bosses in the FBI, and especially Strzok. I mean, political hacks, Billy. They were political hacks. It was clear what they were what they were up to. Uh, there's no question, and I think that uh, you know the FBI has shown itself to be partisan in politics. They're a weapon of the Democratic Party, and they took the person that started the whole Russia investigation, and they promoted that person now, and they put them in charge of the January 6th thing. So it's clear that there is one set of rules for one side and one set of rules for the other side. Well, do you know where McCabe works right now? CNN. Yeah, yeah, CNN. Yeah, I was like, they were like tonight. It was like we have a very high-ranking FBI member. Yeah, he's he's really 
a fair-minded guy when he should have been indicted He's got no himself. credibility at all. None at all. None at all. CNN, listen, they, their money would be better spent on someone that had credibility. Uh, listen, that, that's a whole nother story. But, you know, Nancy Pelosi made a statement earlier today, Bill, and she said, no one is above the law, not even the president of the United States. And I agree with that 100%. But I'm going to name three people that are above the law just recently. Hillary Clinton, uh, the former attorney general under Obama. Um, oh, geez, his name just slipped my mind. Uh, Eric Holder, Eric Holder. And, and Hunter Biden. Those three are above the law because there is clear. I mean, he completely disregarded a subpoena from the House to, to testify at a hearing. He was never brought up. He was never indicted on that. Hillary Clinton erased 33,000, most of them classified emails, and they were subpoenaed. They, they were never given. They were destroyed. She destroyed evidence. Nothing happened. And Hunter Biden, we could talk about him for the next hour. So let's, there's uh, three people right there that are above the law. Let's play a little bit of this. States hold primaries today. So joining us now, Bob Cusack, editor-in-chief from our partners at The Hill. Bob, thanks for talking with us today. Hey, Nicole. All right. So obviously we're talking about this FBI raid. Could it galvanize GOP voters when it comes to the polls? I, it certainly could, and I think it will to some degree. But at the same time, uh, I think those voters were coming out anyway because they're hungry. They don't have the House. They don't have the Senate. They don't have the White House. And and usually that kind of party with uh, out of power shows up. So I, I do think it will galvanize the base. Uh, but at the same time, the enthusiasm uh, among Republicans for this midterm is pretty high already. All right. Well, you know, what, what about turnout on the other side? Do you see this impacting Democrats uh, heading to the polls? Well, Nicole, I mean, Democrats have had a good run. It's been a it's been a tough year for Democrats. Biden's numbers have really gone south th since the Afghanistan withdrawal, but they've been able to pass some legislation recently, uh, and they've gotten a little bit of a bump uh, in the polls. And they love that Trump is back in the headlines. This is not what Mitch McConnell wants. He wants it all as a referendum on Joe Biden this midterm. They don't want Trump announcing a presidential bid before the midterms. He might do that. This might push him to do that sooner. So they don't want Trump in the headlines. I think that helps Democrats because it does fire them up. They obviously are not fond of Trump and, and that could get more Democrats to the polls. Well, you know, Bob, as you said, Trump certainly uh, back in the headlines now. We spent the past 16 minutes talking about this rate. Is this a political move by the DOJ? It remains to be seen here. I mean, anytime you go after a politician, a former president in particular, you've got to have the goods. We don't know if they have the goods yet. We don't know. I think there's a uh, there's there's a political danger here for the Department of Justice and the Biden administration because the FBI usually doesn't speak about investigations unless it's in court. We saw James Comey address the nation uh, during the, the the last few weeks of the presidential election in 2016. In retrospect, that didn't go so well. So I don't think they're going to do that. I do think they have some type of obligation uh, to tell the public something, maybe not in a press conference, but some type of of statement. Um, but the, you know, the Biden White House, they probably didn't want to know, and and I I do believe them that they did not get a heads up on this. They probably didn't want one because they have stressed the independence of the Department of Justice. Republicans say, of course, that's hogwash, uh, and and Garland is doing Biden's bidding. You know, so Bob, you just mentioned that obviously, you know, the White House reiterating again today that they did not know about this raid prior to it happening, but. That is outrageous. That is to me, you know, if Biden was sitting here and he had his Pinocchio nose, it would hit me in the face. Right. That is so outrageous to say that the president of the United States was unaware of this warrant 
and unaware of the intention to, to, to serve this warrant, I just find that to be so pathetically ridiculous. It's a lie. And if it is true by the outside slim chance that it is true, then that's incorrect that he should know about it. And I guarantee he did know about it. But could the president play, pay a political price potentially for being perceived as driving this raid in spite of, you know, what his press secretary is saying? I think so. well, I don't think there'll be much of a danger as long as they're telling the truth, as long as they didn't get any type of heads up. There was a broad question at the briefing about not only the president, but anybody else at the White House. And have they been briefed? Uh, this is one where I think the Department of Justice wisely said, let's not tell the White House and also uh, the White House didn't want to know. And another interesting thing, I know you talked about, you know, we're talking about Chris Ray. Uh, he was nominated by Trump, uh, was was confirmed 92 to five. Those five were all Democrats. So every Republican voted for Chris Ray. So that puts Republicans in kind of a tough spot because they praised him before, including President Trump at the time. All right, Bob Cusack, editor-in-chief from our partners at The Hill. Thank you so much. Thank you for watching. So whether it will... Um, Positively, or the reason I played this is whether it will positively or negatively affect the election. And they weren't in agreement. He was sort of like he wasn't sure. It may bring more Democrats out. It may bring more Republicans out. It may not. But it's it's not a sure thing. Uh, the position they took where they they said that um, Biden didn't know about this. I find that just to be out and out malarkey. Just not even close to truth, and that they try to to get these buys by the American, these lies by the American public, is just baffling to me. Uh, Billy, that last statement that he made that uh, Christopher Ray was uh, lauded by Republicans in the past. Christopher Ray takes orders from the Attorney General. Okay, so they're they're supposed to be independent of the White House, and the Attorney General gives him an order; he's going to do it unless it's something criminal. And he's going to follow through with that. So that's really, I don't think that really played into what uh, the point he was trying to make. But let's just talk about how they conducted this raid. I mean, they showed up at Mar-a-Lago with uh, body armor and rifles, assault weapons, like they were going after a drug uh, mafiosa, a drug kingpin. Uh, I mean, it was totally, totally ridiculous. Uh, Donald Trump uh, has a staff that will uh, accommodate any inquiries into whatever uh, he took from the White House. They were already working together. It was a show of force. It was a. It was something for the news media. It's ridiculous. I mean, come on. This is the former president of the United States, obviously going to run again. I mean, I don't think anybody is in doubt about that. He's going to run again. Whether he gets the nomination is one is another story. But he's definitely going to run, even though he hasn't announced. And they they put on this big show at Malago. I'm going to tell you what I think, Billy. I think that the fact that they did it this way is going to get more people out in right behind Donald Trump. I think there's a lot of pissed off people. Tony Monti, any U.S. Attorney General, isn't going to attack a former president of the United States without telling the current president of the Tony Monty, you're preaching to the choir. I agree with you 100%. It would be Common negligence sense. for Common the sense. current president not to know about it. It would be gross negligence. Absolutely. And for them to try to sell that he didn't know about it is just pure crap. I mean, how dumb do they think the American, I guess they think they're pretty dumb that they can get these lies past them. Just 
Yeah, that they think the American people are like sheep and they're not paying attention. Well, they're quite wrong. You know why the people are paying attention? Because gas was up to over five dollars a gallon. Inflation is out of control. Crime is out of control. You can't walk down the street without being attacked in New York City, in Chicago, in Baltimore, in California. Homelessness is out of control. I mean, come on. We've never been in a worse time in our in, in our lives, Billy. I mean, things are bad all around. You you can't buy a container of milk without being assaulted by some homeless psycho in, in any of the cities. And the container of milk is double or triple what it was uh, previously. Uh, things are just spiraling out of control. We're, we're spending money like there's a, an unlimited amount of supply. It, it's just it's just so many things going on. And this president is in deep trouble in the poll numbers. His, his numbers are below 30% approval across the board. He's in deep trouble, and I think this is a ploy to try and turn things around. He had a good week or two with, uh, you know, killing that terrorist and stuff, and the, uh, he got this bill passed that they're saying it's uh, it's going to bring down inflation. Yeah, no, every economist that I heard said it's going to raise inflation. I want to play a little of this because I'd like to get CNN's point of view on this since we're talking. Always know what the enemy's a- thinking. We're talking more or less from a conservative point of view. Let's go to the other side of the fence. FBI search of the former president's home is triggering a political firestorm on the right. Donald Trump says he is the victim here, not the bad guy. And most Republicans are getting in line behind him. In a statement, the former president calls Monday's search, quote, prosecutorial misconduct, the weaponization of the justice system, and an attack by radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024 and who will likewise do anything to stop Republicans and conservatives in the upcoming midterm elections. The former president offered no facts, no facts to back up any of that. And we should note the search warrant was issued by a federal magistrate. But 91 days now to the midterm election, and as Trump prepares to run again in 2024, it is clear Trump and most other Republicans see an opportunity to mobilize the GOP base here. Perhaps most striking in the Republican reaction were the words, of the man who might be speaker, the House Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy. Again, the warrant was legally executed. But McCarthy called it intolerable and put the Justice Department on notice should Republicans take control of the House come January. Attorney General Garland, McCarthy said, preserve your documents and clear your calendar. With me now to share their reporting and their insights. CNN's Caitlin Collins is still with us, along with Aisha Rasko of NPR, Leanne Caldwell of The Washington Post. Um, It is pretty clear to me, tell me if I'm wrong to connect these dots. Uh, Number one, this is unprecedented. Number two, the right has long had grievances about the deep state, the FBI, et cetera. But we've also had a couple of weeks where the political conversation has been, hmm, things are getting a little better for the Democrats. Uh, they, They just see the opportunity here to light it up. Yeah, I mean, I think that I don't know if we can connect those two things like what the Department of Justice is doing is completely separate from the political realm of Democrats. But this does step on Democrats victory lap a little bit of, of, uh, you know, they've had a really good last several weeks heading into the midterm elections to be able to celebrate those accomplishments. But so it just crowds it out a little bit, but they still have that. As far as what Republicans are saying, they think that this is going to be very good for Republicans and for the former president should he decide to run. We'll see if that bears truth. But, you know, Donald Trump has always been the most tenuous part of politics. We're not we're not really sure who it's going to impact and who's going to to benefit from it. And we don't know a lot about this yet. So you see this firestorm on the right now. Again, it's 90 days to the election. So can you sustain it for 90 days? Did Merrick Garland's 
you know, following the idea that you keep the Justice Department out of elections, either 60 days or 90 days. Was it time to that? We'll find out all these things. But look, at these are just some of the 2024 presidential candidates reacting. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says this is, shows we're a banana republic. Senator Marco Rubio, who's on the ballot this year, along with Governor DeSantis, by the way, uh, something we've seen many times from third world Marxist dictatorships. The Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, we must see the probable cause affidavit before making a judgment. It's the last part there that jumps out at me. Asa Hutchinson is not a Trump fan. Yeah. Uh, he does not want to seem disloyal. He wants to raise questions about the propriety of this. But he's essentially saying, Merrick Garland, make it public. Well, if that probable cause warrant is damning, that hurts Trump. Well, it, it obviously does hurt Trump. And, and for people like DeSantis or even Mike Pence, I, I'm sure they're, you know, quietly, you know, crying <laughs> over this happening because, of the, look, there would be nothing better for DeSantis to say, I'm taking up the mantle of Trump, but he's off to the side right now. But I'm going to fight for you and I'm going to keep doing it while Trump, Trump is having some issues. So, I, I mean, I think this idea, obviously, this is a political show. We're going to look at the politics of it. But when you look at the legal ramifications of it, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but I don't think it's great to have the FBI raid your house, right? Like, that's not a great thing. And the legal thing, like the legal issues could supersede the political issues. Well, that's, that's a, the problem. That's a conversation Washington's had for a long time, though. He's been twice impeached. Uh, he is the guy who said he could stand on Fifth Avenue, shoot somebody and get away. So he, he plays the victim card very well, yeah. including you see the Republican Party and Trump himself are raising money off this. As soon as it happened, you know, within hours or if it happened, they said they wanted to raise money off it. Let's listen, Caitlin Collins, to the voice of Donald Trump. It, it, it's just in an interesting or ironic, pick your word for it, day. After he finds out about this, he's scheduled to call into a political rally for Sarah Palin, the former Ar 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 the former Alaska governor. Thank you. I'll get my states right. Who's now running for Congress. Listen to Donald Trump. That's right. Another day in paradise. This was a strange day. You probably all read about it, but very important. So tell us the truth in terms of the reporting inside. To Aisha's point, it is not a good day when the FBI raids your house. Um, they, Trump is very good, very effective. I know Democrats out there get angry when you say this, but very effective at playing the victim card and at turning crises into political opportunity. But they have to be rattled in Trump world. Yeah, he's certainly trying to use it to his advantage. Obviously, this bolsters this argument that he's long held, which is that basically the government is pitted against him. They are constantly going after him. Witch hunt, reverse Watergate is, which is how he's framing this. That has been a longstanding position of his. It is true that this could help bolster that. You're already hearing it from Republicans. You're hearing it from his own family members who are saying if he does decide to run in 2024, which we know he's gearing up to launch, they believe this will put wind in his sails. However, you also have to look at how this went down yesterday. These FBI agents showed up at Mar-a-Lago at about, uh, we're told, between 8 and 10 in the morning. I'll give it a broad range. It wasn't until about 7 p.m. Eastern last night that the president, the former president, confirmed in a statement that, yes, it had happened. And that was the first confirmation that we had. It was him, in his own words, saying that this happened. So I do think there is a, a part of this where he's using this to his political advantage. But there's also the other aspect of this where people in his own orbit are saying, they went and executed a search warrant on his residence. They've got concerns about whether or not there is something more. You know, I don't really, um, a lot of people are voicing their opinion in the chat. I don't really like listening to CNN either, but I like to give both positions, both sides. Fair and balanced. There's nothing yeah, fair, and you know something, I like to do that. And some people, uh, they don't want to hear it. But you know something, I got to do that because I can't just listen to a, a, a right wing and I just can't listen to a left wing. Uh, one of the big questions about this thing is why? What was the timing on this? Was this done 
specifically to an effect an election? Was this done specifically to try to prevent someone from running for office? These are some of the questions that uh, that need to be answered, uh, to ask and answered. Absolutely, Billy. And I just think that they could have gone about this in a much different way. They obviously waited till Donald Trump was out of Mar-a-Lago. He was in New York City at the time when this went down. But they could have showed up with a knock at the door and a piece of paper and said, we're going to come in with five or six people and take whatever it is. No, they went and forced, like I said earlier, like they were taking down a... Uh, a drug lord or a organized crime member. It was just a, a typical way that they do things when it comes to one side and a separate set of rules when it comes to the other. Listen, I am definitely behind Donald Trump when he declared his presidency, his run for the president in 2016. He was behind law enforcement. He was behind the military. That sold me. There were certain things that I didn't like that he did specifically the January 6th thing that could have went a lot differently. I wasn't okay with that. That was anybody that broke the law on, on January 6th deserves to be, you know, uh, justice meted out. But there's people that are languishing in solitary confinement over a trespassing in the Capitol. I don't think that that's right either. So I'm just trying to tell everybody where my point is. There's people in the chat. If you have a legitimate uh, response to something that we're saying, and it's with respect, we'll be glad to answer it. But I'm, I'm letting you know that I am definitely behind Donald Trump because of the fact that he was behind law enforcement and military. And I think a lot of his policies, even though his delivery on a lot of things was terrible, his policies worked. If you, if you can find one person in the United States that can tell you things are better under Biden than before Biden uh, under Trump, they're lying to you. Nobody will say that because it's not true. Everything has gotten worse. And uh, love them or hate them, they should have respected the office and they should have gone about this in a different way if, in fact, it is legitimate. To me, it seems like a fi fishing expedition, as I said earlier. And the timing, Billy, you're 100% making that point about the timing. The timing is just right. It's 90 days before Election Day, right in the in the, uh, in the pocket of uh, raise, uh, you know, a smoke screen so that way they can get people to uh, maybe they wouldn't lose the House. But And they're also very, very afraid very, very afraid of Donald Trump when they saw there was a couple of elections last week and all the Trump back candidates won. Uh, a few Democrats are in trouble. So they're, they're already starting to pitch for November. It's quite clear. Uh, let's see, let's listen to this tape. Of documents from former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. The former president and his allies continue to complain that the search was politically motivated. Oh, the FBI folks and Justice say Department that the still FBI was commented, and here I want to look at the guys behind the CBS them. Alice Gaynor. Alice. Under the Presidential Records Act, documents received and sent by the president are required to be preserved. Sources tell CBS News the search was connected to a Justice Department investigation of claims made by the National Archives. Since the search, protesters for and against the former president have gathered outside of his properties. Anti-Trump protesters and supporters of the former president gathered outside Trump Tower in Midtown Manhattan. It's a witch While in Palm Beach, Florida, supporters waved flags on a bridge that leads to Mar-a-Lago, where yesterday FBI agents seized boxes of documents while executing a search warrant at his home. CBS News has learned the search warrant is connected to missing White House records. Earlier this year, 
about 15 boxes were removed from Mar-a-Lago. And what they found is that President Trump, when he returned some of these documents, he had torn them up and then he had taped them back together. And the National Archives here in Washington asked the Justice Department to investigate his handling of information. CBS News senior investigative correspondent Catherine Herridge explains. They did not seize any electronics and we were told that the records they took had some element of classified information. The Trump family called it political persecution. They do it for one reason, because they don't want Donald Trump to run and win again in 2024. Republicans say they are outraged. The question is, was this necessary? There's been lots of questions before this raid about whether or not the FBI is doing their job apolitical. And we don't know the answer to that question yet. FBI Director Chris Wray was appointed by then-President Trump. I don't want to jump the gun and say criminal charges are coming, but you have to have a criminal predicate in order to get a search warrant. The White House reiterated that President Biden was not briefed or aware of the search warrant before it was executed. The Justice Department conducts investigations independently, and we leave any law enforcement matters to them. Tonight, former President Trump will have dinner with a group of more than a dozen conservative House Republicans at his Bedminster, New Jersey, golf club planned long before the search warrant was executed. Maurice and Christine. Alice. So, I mean, there you have it again. They, they're still denying that they knew about the search warrant, which, are, you know, of course. Uh, and, and, and they the were clearly armed, they, Billy. I don't know. Somebody in the chat, you said, uh, was saying that they weren't armed when they went there. If you looked at that video, they showed uh, armed FBI agents surrounding the compound with, uh, you know, automatic rifles, M16s, whatever it was. And it's just, uh, you know, it's ridiculous they went about it that way. I want to just uh, address one comment. Patrick Glanville says, Donald Trump constantly mocks our military. Donald Trump did more for the military. The veterans were dying waiting for medical help. Before Donald Trump under the Obama administration, Donald Trump took over and he, he got uh, veterans waiting for medical help to, to see private doctors. So I don't know what you're talking about, that he mocks our military. He emboldened our military. He strengthened our military. He gave more money for our military. He wanted strength in our military. And that statement, I don't believe is true, that he was mocking our military. Donald Trump was way behind 100% behind the military and law enforcement in this country, unlike past presidents. James O., the potential misuse of the Department of Justice and FBI is extremely disturbing. If this was a legitimate search, the fact should be transparent. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, this goes back uh, further to, to Comey, when, when Comey was the head of the FBI. The FBI was being used for things um, that they had no business putting their hands in, you know, and they were espousing a political position, which when you're active law enforcement, that's, that's no good. You cannot do that. Uh, so, you know, I totally agree with, with using government agencies, you know, the CIA, you know, that guy Brennan, who was uh, an outright liar. He was the head of the CIA and he was like totally against the administration. Um, so all of these things are, are part of this whole, I don't know, you can call it what you want, but uh, let's take a look at this. 
Palm Beach, Florida. Yeah, you've likely heard a development right now, a growing fallout over the FBI raid at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. The historic development uh, could signal the investigation into him entering a critical new phase. We have a live look right now at Mar-a-Lago. A source is telling News Nation agents spent all day Monday looking for classified documents. Uh, the former president saying they even broke into his safe. Uh, new images of uh, Trump supporters uh, rallying outside of that resort, cheering, yelling, waving flags overnight. Uh, the former president was not at home uh, when the raid happened. He was out of town, spotted outside a Trump Tower in New York City. This morning, uh, the former president is responding. So is the top Republican in the House vowing to go after the Justice Department. Uh, we're breaking down all sides of the story, sticking to the facts. Our analysts are walking us through all the legal and political challenges ahead. Let's start with Brian Enton, live outside of Mar-a-Lago. Brian. Adrian, I'm told by a source that this raid has to do with the retention of classified documents, that there are accusations that President Trump took the classified documents from the White House back here uh, to Mar-a-Lago. You mentioned it overnight. There were a number of Trump supporters out here outside Mar-a-Lago. Uh, they were waving flags and, and showing their support for the former president. Uh, a source tells me that yesterday the FBI showed up at 9 a.m., left at about 6.30 at night, so they were here for nine and a half hours. This was all top secret. Even the Secret Service uh, was not notified until right before the raid happened. Uh, I am told that the FBI agents were not wearing their typical FBI jackets. There were no emblems, uh, that they appeared to just be Secret Service agents, which is why uh, the staff here at Mar-a-Lago Mar likely did not know what was going on. And remember, Adrian, there were no leaks really throughout the entire day while all of this uh, was unfolding. I'm told that the search warrant was approved by the highest levels of the DOJ and that the attorney general did know about all of this and approved all of this. Last night during uh, a tele-rally for Sarah Palin, President Trump referenced uh, what was happening at his estate. Another day in paradise. This was a strange day. You probably all read about it, but very important. When I went out to Alaska, it seems like uh, just yesterday, what a place it was. Okay, so President Trump uh, released a statement uh, after all of this went down, saying in part, after working and cooperating with the relevant government agencies, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate, an attack by radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024. Uh, a raid like this on a former president's uh, residence is unprecedented in American history. Uh, President Trump was not here at Mar-a-Lago when all of this unfolded yesterday. He was in New York City. Adrian? Brian, was the safe that agents broke into, was that a personal safe? What do we know about that? Yeah, I am told by a source that it was a personal safe, uh, that there is an office. President Trump has a personal office in what was formerly a bridal suite above the grand ballroom uh, in Mar-a-Lago behind me. And I'm told that there is what was like a hotel safe in the wall. This wasn't some kind of big elaborate safe. It was a small hotel safe uh, that the FBI agents busted into. Uh, I'm told by a source that it is not a safe that would typically hold any kind of documents. Interesting. All right, Brian, thank you very much. The search is just one of several investigations into the former president. Tom Dempsey is live outside the Department of Justice in Washington, D.C. with that part of our coverage. Tom.
Hey, good morning, Mitch. Yeah, this morning, the Department of Justice remains very tight-lipped about this search of the former president's home at uh, Mar-a-Lago. But Mitch, this all comes as, you know, agents inside the Department of Justice building in D.C. continue to analyze and investigate how over a dozen boxes, each with classified information dating back to the former president's time and the White House, ended up all the way in Florida. This probe dates back to earlier this year when the National Archives uh, reported retrieving 15 boxes of records from Mar-a-Lago with classified information inside. The National Archives says former president... You know, I have, I have a real problem with this. Couldn't these boxes have been obtained, obtained via subpoena? Did they exactly. really need FBI agents to go there armed to the teeth to go into uh, Mar-a-Lago, I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't have handed over these boxes voluntarily. Billy, I'm going to yeah. quote Dr. Jonathan Turley, who's a constitutional law professor. He said that the reason that you would get a search warrant is if you have fear that evidence will be destroyed. Donald Trump wasn't even on the premise. So who was going to destroy it? I mean, it's ridiculous. They could have obviously gave a subpoena and recovered this information without it. It was done as a political move, 100%. Donald Trump needed to hand over those materials after leaving the White House, and the National Archives later asked the Department of Justice to investigate the case. This most recent raid we're talking about this morning possibly involved the search for those for more records like those. The former president and his team previously said all records got handed over in a routine process. But Mitch, as you were saying, you know, the timing of all this is very interesting considering, uh, you know, the former president facing other notable investigations you can see on the screen right now. One about an, intent, an intensifying investigation involving the Department of Justice also examining January 6th and the efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. Also one in Georgia involving a district attorney continuing to investigate whether the former president and others tried to interfere in the state's election back in 2020. But, you know, with all this still swirling around and, you know, still waiting to get some details, you know, answered with all this, Republicans have really rushed to the former president's side, including House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who tweeted out a message after details of this uh, came down saying, you know, if the Republicans win control of Congress later this year, he's going to call for full oversight of the Department of Justice. And he even uh, gave a warning to Attorney General Merrick Garland telling him to clear his calendar uh, later this year. And again, that's if Republicans win control of Congress. Guys, a lot to follow with all this. Uh, the Biden administration saying that they did not know about this raid that was happening at Mar-a-Lago, but uh, we're hoping to learn other information from the Department of Justice later today. That is Tom Dempsey in front of the Department of Justice. Tom, thank you. Legal. So as you can see, a lot of moving parts here, but uh, one of the questions we ask, which undoubtedly many people are asking, is was this necessary, this raid necessary? Could they have obtained these boxes via subpoena and just had him voluntarily turn these boxes in. Bill, you've probably done uh, many search warrants or been part of search warrants and as well as I have. And you know, the reason a search warrant is done is to make an arrest or to recover evidence. Either one of those two, you're going to make an arrest. You get a search warrant. Uh, you're going to uh, try and retain uh, evidence on a case. Uh, and you do it unannounced because you don't want the evidence drugs, whatever it may be, to be, uh, you know, could be guns. You don't want evidence to be destroyed. So again, we make the point. They did it in a way that was unnecessary. And um, as far as President Biden goes, there's 
A person named Mike F in the chat says, let's say for fun only, Brandon didn't know about the raid. It's been over 24 hours. Very good point. Why hasn't he come out to make a 10-minute speech on the feelings about the raid? He must have an opinion. He has said nothing on it. Questions were thrown at him. His press secretary refused to answer a question earlier today during the press briefing on whether or not uh, the, the White House is using the Department of Justice weaponizing them against a political opponent. It was a yes or no question. The person that was answering the question uh, said no. The press secretary, she said, I'm not going to answer it. Uh, it's not a yes or no question for me. It might be for you. And she went on to some other statement, would not answer the question. So again, the White House is mum on this. Come on. He needs to say something about it. He's the president of the United States. He has to have an opinion about it. It's, uh, it's not believable that he doesn't know about it. The daily press briefing wrapped up just a short time ago. President Biden has not spoken publicly about the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre saying President Biden had no advance notice of that raid and learned about the search like everyone else after the fact. News Nation correspondent Kelly Meyer is live for us in the White House. Kelly, the administration is emphasizing the president's belief in the independence of the Justice Department. Well, Nicole, we just heard from the White House press secretary saying over and over again that this is separate from politics, that this is a criminal investigation. But some on both sides of the aisle see this as government overreach and a possible attempt to deter Biden's former 2020 rival from running again. Less than 24 hours since FBI agents left Mar-a-Lago after their all-day raid. Today, the White House staying tight-lipped. Good afternoon, everybody. So first off, and you've heard us say this many times at this podium, you've heard the president say this, uh, the Justice Department conducts investigations independently, and we leave any law enforcement matters to them. Uh, it would not be appropriate for us to comment on any ongoing investigations. At today's daily briefing, a barrage of questions on what the president knew about the raid before it happened. Uh, was the president or anyone at the White House aware of that search warrant or had, has anyone at the White House or the president been briefed in the aftermath of that search warrant they executed? No. Does the president believe that the Justice Department acted accordingly? I'll say, I'll say this again. That's up for the Department of Justice to decide. The president learned about this just like you all did. Uh, through the public reports, and uh, we learned about this just like the American people did. The unprecedented move prompting criticism from conservatives who see the raid as a politically motivated abuse of power, 47, 47. a blatant attempt to damage Republicans with midterms less than 100 days away, and Trump weighing a potential 2024 run. One thing I can tell you is that I believe he was going to run before, I'm stronger in my belief than that. Every Republican I've talked to, my phone has been lit up. What the hell are these people doing? The criticism of the FBI raid also coming from former Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo and from Andrew Yang, who started his own political party. The Justice Department and the FBI have yet to give any public comment. The American public still left in the dark as to what this is about. The White House today declining to say whether the DOJ and FBI should come forward to tell the American people about this, leaving it up to them to answer. Nicole? Yeah, still so many questions here. All right. So basically, they're not going to uh, be transparent with the warrant and uh, you know why they... Um, why they had a warrant when they could have used a subpoena. 
Phil, I want, I want directions you, either. It's ridiculous. Phil, I want you to go uh, read this, uh, go to a quick commercial. Joel Murray, attorney at law. Have you found yourself in a jam? Are you in need of legal counsel in the New York area? Do you need a victim's advocate? Well, Joel Murray is your man. He's not only an experienced trial attorney, he's also a retired 15-year member of the NYPD. He literally knows both sides of defense. His website is jmurray-law.com. His telephone number is 646-838-1702. Or you could email Joe at joe at jmurray-law.com. Joe's a great supporter of Police Off the Cuff. We advertise uh, just about every show for Joe. And if you'd like to advertise on Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories, just drop us an email at policeoffthecuff, the number one, at gmail.com. The rates are very reasonable. We have a great audience. Uh, you could just look in the chat and see we have people from all over the country and actually uh, internationally. So give it a shot. It might be the right thing for your business. Um, the this press conference they had with Fox News, this was the, um, this was, gentleman was the former acting attorney general under Trump. I just want to play a little bit of this. No sound, Billy. Very low. Volume's very low, Bill. All right, hang on. Sorry, a little technical difficulties yeah, for you guys. The, the wonders of live broadcast. Yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can edit it now. There we go. There's about 10 different moves to get something to play on your screen. So the, the question of classification of uh, national secrets and stuff like that is kind of complicated because uh, the president can declassify anything he wants when he's president. And it is unclear whether or not, if they find anything at Mar-a-Lago, whether or not he declassified it before he left office and it was simply not updated with the markings. Yeah, Steve, and this is a uh, dramatic ex escalation for something that really could have been handled much differently. You know, they, they could have sent a subpoena uh, for these documents that they believe exist at Mar-a-Lago. I, I just think that sending 30 FBI agents um, seems to be a really a misallocation of resources. We have, uh, you know, our nation's cities experiencing violent crime. And when you have, uh, you know, a, 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 a crunch uh, just generally across federal law enforcement to try to uh, handle all of the issues that we have. But, you know, I think the other thing that the, a lot of people are concerned about, including myself, is the a continued two-tiered system of justice where people like Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, uh, and others, uh, you know, get away, it appears, with, you know, with nothing uh, for consequences for their activities. But Donald Trump seems to be continually investigated, um, uh, whether it's Russian collusion hoax, the two impeachments, January 6th committee, you know, the investigation that's coming out of that from the FBI, and now this investigation. Now, the AG and the FBI director, they had to have signed off on this. And I know that you're the former acting attorney general under Donald Trump. What do you know about that? Would they have had to say, yes, you can go and do this, go and search his house rather than do the subpoena? 
Well, there's there's two different things that could have happened. They could have, uh, you know, had this working as part of the investigation and gone to them late and said, this is going to happen tomorrow. That's, you know, what happened uh, in the case when I was uh, acting attorney general of Roger Stone, you know, was given late notice, wasn't told about the specifics of the tactics or techniques that were going to be used. Uh, but, you know, in this case, I'm guessing that both Chris Ray and Merrick Garland were intimately involved in not only approving um, this case being, you know, progressing as it did, but also approving the execution of a search warrant instead of other means to obtain the same information. And I just think it, it looks to me like a very much uh, an intentional uh, shot across the bow uh, to try to, you know, sort of uh, make uh, Donald Trump look like he's under uh, investigation for something more serious than this actually is. Because Steve was mentioning earlier, Ainsley, that the Presidential Records Act is not as clear cut as maybe some people on the left would like to suggest. You know, the records that they were looking at, um, you know, are things like, uh, you know, a letter from Kim Jong-un I read or, you know, other types of artifacts from his presidency. And these are this could have easily been negotiated or otherwise requested by a subpoena. Mm -hmm. So, Matt, this goes to the question of why in uh, the political uh, aspects mm -hmm. of the FBI. We know you had early on Michael Sussman going over to the FBI as just to help them out. We know the inner work of McCabe and Lisa Strzok and Page going back and forth with there. We just had the FBI director testify before Congress and says that, you know, he's concerned with, with some of the revelations with the Hunter Biden probe, uh, as well as having one of his agents maybe being convoluted within that. Uh, now you have McCarthy, the minority leader, saying this. He said, I've seen enough. The Department of Justice of recent intolerable state of weaponized uh, politicization. When Republicans take back the House, we will conduct immediate oversight of this department, follow the facts, and leave no stone unturned. Attorney General Garland, preserve your documents and clear your calendar. So the big question is this. What can the Republicans do when they get power back? You've been uh, in office before. Uh, they're scheduled to win the House. We know that the presidency will still be Joe Biden's. What can they do there? Well, it's a good point. And don't forget, Lawrence, you know, that the uh, there's at least a dozen whistleblowers that have come to uh, Chuck Grassley and Jim Jordan and pointed out the politicization of the FBI and how they were putting their thumb on the scale. For example, the Hunter Biden investigation, suggesting that it was Russian disinformation uh, that was on the, that was the laptop and not, uh, you know, Hunter Biden's uh, records recording his illegal activities. But that being said, you know, I was the first person in the Trump administration after the Democrats retook mm -hmm. the House to go up to an oversight hearing. And if you remember, Lawrence, mm -hmm. what that was like, it was an absolute zoo. I expect the Republicans uh, like McCarthy and especially Jim Jordan, who is probably going to be the Judiciary Committee chair, to run a very very organized and thorough oversight hearing of all of these people, whether it's Director Ray, Merrick Garland, you know, the Deputy Attorney General, whomever needs to come up there and answer these questions as to how does this happen, why did it happen, and to demand answers and to not be satisfied until they get but the Matt, answers. I guess the big question is the Republicans had control for two years. Uh, they knew what was happening at the FBI. We knew about the, the FISA court, yet Pretty much all the Republicans voted to give the FISA court back their authority again after we know that they lied to a federal judge. Even that judge asked questions about that. Why should 
Republicans be trusted now to do something about it when when they had control, they did nothing about the FISA court, they did nothing about the FBI, they did nothing about the, the, the Department of Justice. Yeah, well, there was, you know, the, the two years went by very quickly uh, in 17 and 18, and oversight uh, was distracted, to say the least. And I'm sure that those that were there would suggest that they didn't have the appropriate people to, that could do this type of work, although I think John Ratcliffe and, and others uh, were fairly effective. But you're right. I, I think there are some improvements. Now, on the FISA court, I think that is an important tool, uh, necessary, but, but, you know, the FBI's abuses did call into question whether, uh, you know, they could appropriately run it because there is, remember, in the FISA court, there's no op opposing side, kind of like the January 6th committee, and we see how uh, what a disaster that mm -hmm. is right now. You know, folks, this is Police Off the Cuff, real crime stories. If you're not subscribed to us, please go on our YouTube, hit that subscribe button. It's free. Give us a thumbs up and ring that bell. If you want to support us, we have a Patreon with three different levels. And you can also join our YouTube channel with five different levels. And you see the folks in the chat in the green font. They're part of our YouTube family. You know, when you listen to all of this stuff and from both sides, you wonder how anything gets done in government when so much time is spent attacking the other party. It's, it's, just, it's just incredible to me. Like, just think of all the work they could get done if they weren't spending all their time sort of scheming on how to get something on the other party, to defeat the other party so that they could retain power. And there's so many things that are bad about on both sides about being Cong a congressman or a senator. You know, one, for one thing, and I'm not going to get deep into this, but like insider trading. How do all of these guys start out making $165,000, $175,000 a year? Ten years later, they're multi, multi-millionaires. And the they answer is broken. They come out rich, Bill. Yeah, the in answer is insider trading. It's outrageous. And that's both the Republicans and Democrats. It's Absolutely. outrageous. That should be stopped. I think there really should be term limits. You see, uh, you know, Joe Biden, uh, for example, not to hit on him because he's the president. I think he's been in public service for 52 years. Yep. Could you imagine that? He's been in office on the government, uh, you know, breast, as they say, for 52 years. He doesn't know anything else, you know? And all of these folks as I said, have become multi-multi-millionaires on, on the public, on the taxpayer, and on basically defeating the taxpayer through insider trading. Now they want to hire, you know, six times the amount of uh, IRS agents to go after you, not them. They know how to beat the system. They, they already have beaten the system. Oh, no, it, Billy. The 87,000 new IRS agents, they're not going after us. They're going after people that make over $400,000 a year. Yeah. And if you believe that, I'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. Look, they always try to demonize rich people, successful people, people that have made it. They want to take their money from them. This is supposed to be a capitalistic society, a society where you should aspire to become a millionaire. Aspire to to do better. Aspire to get your family, you know, and 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 your kids up by their bootstraps and do better in this world. No one's looking to do worse, you know. And for some reason, some politicians demonize rich people. Meanwhile, they're rich from insider trading. It's it's so pathetic. 
hundred percent. I just want to make two points, Billy. Number one, um, you know, we're talking about it from both sides of the fence. Now I have problems with just as many Republicans as I do Democrats, even though I vote on the Republican side, because that's what I feel. I'm a common sense person. And I feel like the person that is going to do better for the country, that's who I'm voting for, whether they be Democrat or Republican. And I did stand behind Donald Trump when he was the president. Like I said, I was behind him because he was behind law enforcement and he was behind the military. And my family, uh, you know, both my grandfathers were in World War One. My father was in World War Two. Many of my uncles were World War Two. So anyway, the point is this. If it were Barack Obama and they had something on him or Bill Clinton or any other past president, they went to his house in a military type, uh, type raid like they did, uh, I would have a problem with it. These are things that are negotiated. You have a president of the United States. It shows weakness to other countries that we're handling it like a banana republic. That's why I say I'm into common sense. This should have been worked out differently. It's a disgrace what they did. We know that they're weaponizing the uh, FBI and the Justice Department against uh, uh, Donald Trump. They've been at him since the day he came down the escalator. They tried to impeach him twice. All of those investigations turned out to be a big nothing muffin. And now they're coming out with this. It's a fishing expedition, 100%. Just wanted to say that if it was Barack Obama, I bet a lot of people on the other side would be jumping up and down and screaming a lot louder. And I would have the same problem with Barack Obama or Bill Clinton that I have with this happening to Donald Trump. Jaguars hooligan. Thank you for the 499 super chat. Thanks for covering this. Hearing about DeSantis emergency executive order. Love to hear your thoughts on the police angle, if appropriate. Uh, You know, one of the things that, you know, I don't apologize for my politics. I go with um, Tony Monty, by the way. Thank you very much for coming a new member of our YouTube. I go with who who uh, protects law enforcement, who backs law enforcement. There was a lot of evidence that the Democrats did not back law enforcement in the two years of those riots, which they called um, peaceful, protests. peaceful protests. And they were far from that, you know, and... They even backed Antifa and, and they denied the existence of Antifa as a as a police station in Seattle got attacked a hundred nights in a row with Molotov cocktails and all that. Time. They stood by and just with their head in the sand. So they denied how- the existence of Antifa, like Don Salami denies the existence of the organized crime mafia. Same thing. It's, no, it, it, it was outrageous. And so completely many of them and a large amount of Democrats were part of the defund the police crowd. Even Biden, I'm sure you can you can find some video of him saying that. Come now he denies it. You know why they, you know why they deny it? Because crime's gone out of control across the country. But if they could get away with it, they would still be defunding the police. But it's become ridiculous. In all the Democratic-run cities, Baltimore, Chicago, Washington, D.C., New York, crime is out of control, out of control because of their decarceral policies that has no history of working anywhere, but they're going to do it anyway. And they do not care about crime victims. They care more about criminals than they do about crime victims. So you want to ask me why my positions are this way? There it is right there. Bill, I'm glad you brought it up because earlier today, Governor Hochul, the governor of New York State, unelected governor, by the way, signed the law that says they're not going to call prison inmates inmates anymore. They're going to call them incarcerated persons. I think she's completely out of her mind. She has no clue what's going on. She should be revoking uh, the privileges of the uh, New York district attorney, Alan Bragg, and they should be 
getting rid of this bail reform nonsense, letting people out of jail without bail. And she's worried about what we're going to call an inmate. Ridiculous. Phil, I find that that so outrageous as to be, you know, to me, an inmate is inmate, perp, mope. That's what they're called, you know, not an incarcerated individual. They don't get respect. They commit crimes. Yeah, they get the respect they're due as a convicted felon. That's the respect they get. But they're not working a job. They're not paying taxes. They're committing crimes. So let's not pacify these people. Coffee Girl became a YouTube member today. Thank you so much, Coffee Girl. Fuzzy Doxy, thank you for the 999 Super Chat. Bill and Phil, thank you for not being afraid to stand up for your thoughts and saying what you think is right politically. You know, it's tough to do sometimes. But you know something? I sat back in the two years with COVID and all these these riots and watched police from across the nation get pelted and with 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 frozen bottles of water to, to, designed to really hurt them with Molotov cocktails shot with bombs and the left was like oh it's a peaceful pro it's a most that they used mostly then they used the word mostly. It's as a the mostly burning behind them. They it was mostly peaceful protest as the buildings behind the reporter from CNN was burning. It was yeah, I remember that. CNN is like, oh, it's pretty good today. There's like rockets going off. Yeah, building peaceful. Yeah, uh, another truthful uh, media station. But, but listen, uh, one last thing about Governor Hochul. When a person is arrested and they're convicted of a felony and they go to jail, they lose their civil rights. There's a reason for that. They lose their right to vote. There's a reason for that. They've committed a felony. We have laws in this country and she's worried about them being called inmates. I mean, come on, wake up. Did anybody tell her about that you lose your civil rights when you're convicted of of a felony and you go to jail? Does, Does she even know that? I mean, she's completely in the dark with the things that she's coming out with. Ridiculous. Totally well, she's, ridiculous. She's an absolute disgrace. And you know something? Why would she remove Bragg when she should be removed? You yeah. know, I don't know if uh, the Republican candidate has any chance to beat her. Uh, but if he doesn't, she's going to walk into uh, being the governor of the state. And not a good look, not a good uh, person. Um yeah, Irish Hewlett, you're right. You know, that's another corruption thing where all all of these cities that have these Democratic DAs that have this decarceral policies, they're all woke. They've all received law, a large sum of money from, from Soros, you know. And Bragg in Manhattan received a million dollars. Gascon in Los Angeles received three million. These are the the district attorneys they got stuck with because of this guy Soros, who's a billionaire who donates money to get left-wing woke DAs elected. And as a result, it's a disgrace. She needs to fire him. But I got to just tell you about this. My brother Nick just texted me. We're talking about the media. He sends me a thing where a CNN reporter is outside the Kabul embassy that was abandoned, the U.S. embassy that was abandoned and taken over by the Taliban. And she says, quote, they're chanting death to, Mer- death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> death to America, but they seem pretty friendly. It's it's unbelievable. I wish I – oh, God. It's, uh, it's, it's, it, it is it's incredible. It's, it's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. You know, oh, I just God. want to play another thing. This was um, 
we get this. There we go. Again, former Deputy Assistant Attorney General Tom Dupree and former U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Florida, Guy Lewis. Tom, if I may start with you, um, this was an unprecedented search. And as uh, our reporters indicate right now, the base does seem to be rallied by this because um, people are angered that this happened. It's never happened to another American president before, as Mike Pence noted in a tweet. Um, and, and people are wondering why, if President Trump was cooperating with any kind of investigation into allegedly taking documents out of the White House, why this step was necessary at this time. Any thoughts you can provide on that? Sure. And you're absolutely right that there's a mystery going on here. I mean, look, make no mistake that this was absolutely unprecedented in American history, searching the residence of a former president of the United States. And you've got to think that Merrick Garland and the Justice Department knew the firestorm that would erupt when news broke of this raid. And I, all I can say is I will be very interested to see what evidence they provided to the federal judge in Florida who had to sign off and approve this search warrant. We don't have that yet. We may not get it for some time. But to me, that's what this all is going to boil down to, is what evidence did the Justice Department have that warranted this extraordinary step, which is normally reserved for drug dealers and the like. Right. And the FBI did execute this search warrant. We want to know the details of that. What is it that they said to that judge to convince him that this was a necessary next step? We also know, um, Guy, that the Justice Department, Department has two ongoing known investigations connected to President Trump. One of them, um, the efforts to overturn the 2020 election and, and what happened on January 6th. The second is the handling of these classified documents. Apparently, uh, the handling of the documents has nothing to do with the previous investigation that I mentioned, but these have been ongoing inquiries um, that, you know, have been reported in the news for quite some time. Your thoughts on, on the timing of this? Um, it, it seems pretty interesting. It could end up backfiring. Your thoughts? Jackie, it stinks to high heaven. Having done this myself as a federal prosecutor, having gotten warrants, having gone to a magistrate, and then having served as the U.S. attorney down here, there is absolutely no justification. Apparently, we're talking about uh, some classified documents, apparently, allegedly, that Trump would have taken from the White House and kept at Mar-a-Lago. We're not talking about the nuclear launch codes or anything like that. We're talking about basically a document uh, retention policy. And to go into a magistrate and to allege that a federal crime has occurred and for the first time ever search the home of a, a former United States president, outrageous, outrageous in my view, especially when they could have gone in with just a subpoena and while they're talking to the president's lawyers in real time. And it's interesting, too, because this is the personal residence, Tom. And um, I think that guy brings up, you know, a, a very important point, which is that we're talking about a bunch of papers here um, that could have been, you know, um, dug into or, or received in a different way. This is an interesting way to do it. Now, you go into his house. There are reports that they went into his personal safe as well. We're not necessarily sure what other personal contents they dug into. I mean, many people are saying that this was above and beyond overreach. 
Yeah, and this gets to what I was saying earlier about this being the way that the Justice Department typically will bust drug dealers, right? Normally, if you are dealing with uh, someone who's uh, withholding records wrongfully or trying to negotiate the production of documents, right, you go with them at a subpoena, you file some administrative claim, you negotiate it, you reach some sort of compromise resolution. You don't kick the door down to their house and blow open their safe. That's what makes me think there's got to be something else going on here, because I can't imagine how the Justice Department could have think it would be just justified if that's all this is about. I mean, they're dragging out the nuclear arsenal to kill an ant if that's what this is going on. Can you speculate, Tom, on, on what you think, what else may be going on? There had to be some late-breaking news, Jackie, because, look, the documents, if they were removed from the White House when Trump left office, right, that was in January of 2021, okay? We are now a year and a half or so after that point. What's changed? What created this sense of urgency that they had to take the extraordinary step of executing a search warrant on the home of the former president? So I think there had to be something in the last few months that gave the Department of Justice some reason mm. to think that this would be the appropriate step. I think there could be. I think it's a certain possibility. Um, Tom, uh, pardon me, Guy, um, there are many folks out there who would say, well, you know, they've been after him for quite some time. They don't want him to announce a run for 2024. Um, they just want to completely knock him out of the race together. From a legal standpoint, investigations like this, would that knock somebody out uh, from being able to run? Forget the public perception of it. Actually, I think the public perception helps him. I don't think it's going to prevent him from running unless uh, arguably he's convicted of it. And that's not going to happen here in the near future. Uh, no way they're going to be able to charge a fence and, and get a final resolution on the case. And I think uh, you're right, Jackie. It's just empowered, whether you love Trump or not, it's just empowered him and probably has led to the making of his decision. And if by chance it's true that the Biden <laughs> White House didn't know didn't about know, this, right. which I don't believe for a second. How, how, what does that say about the communication, the level of, of competency and communication that go, that's going on between the Department of Justice and the White House? Holy mackerel, what, what, a, what an extraordinary event. I think you're right, and I think that it's hard to believe um, that they didn't know, but of course that is the, the line that they are feeding the press right now. Um, Tom, Guy, great to see you both. Thank you. That was pretty uh, pretty informative right there. Uh, and BB2, thank you so much for the 1999 Super Chat. Thank you, Bill and Phil, for another excellent show, Police Off the Cuff. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, guys, this whenever you cover things that are um, political, uh, I mean, what's, Phil and I are taking a position. Obviously, we're former law enforcement. Uh, during these last couple of years, law enforcement's had probably the worst Time of it, probably in the history of law enforcement. Uh, maybe Lieutenant Pete, who's been around a few more years than us, might not agree with that. But law enforcement took a real hit in the last few years, and not just in our time, Billy. A hundred percent. It's never been worse than right now. And not not just the NYPD, but not on a national level, and some may say even on an international level. So that, as far as myself, and I think I can speak for Phil too. That hurt us tremendously when we were watching the news, watching cops get attacked, watching government not protect their officers, not come to their... In fact, in New York City, the mayor went against the police. He actually went against his, his own police. It seems so hard to believe that that could happen. 
but it was not only in New York City. So if you see us passionate this way politically, a lot of it hinges on on that situation and those situations. And that's why I'll I'll always back the blue. And uh, to me, Trump was the one that backed law enforcement. And I still believe that the Democrats do not back law enforcement. They're, they're, they're a wolf in sheep's clothing. They love to use that expression. They pretend to back them, but they'll only back them till it's convenient to them. And once there's a problem, they will run for the hills. Billy, not only did he back us when he was in office, he made us energy independent. From when I was a little kid in the 70s, they were talking about the energy crisis. We need to be energy independent, energy independent. He got in. He made us energy independent. We don't have to rely on Saudi Arabia or Venezuela or Russia or anybody. We had it here. We were exporting more than we were even using, and it was great. Uh, gas was under $2 a gallon. I mean, that's just one of the things that I think that he did in the right direction. Obviously not a politician. His delivery was terrible, but that's why I backed Donald Trump for common sense issues. Uh, like you said, he backed the, uh, the blue, he backed uh, the military. So one other quick point that reporter made a really great point in that last piece that you played. Why now he's out of office since January, 2021. Why now is there such a rush to go get this information, these documents, whatever it is, there's something else brewing. It's 24 hours. They haven't come out. They could have very easily said the reason we went in hard was because we felt that this specific piece of information, they don't even have to name it. This specific piece of evidence was going to be destroyed. They need to say something. The American people deserve to know what's going on, why they went after a former president in the fashion that they went after him. Everybody's in agreement. They could have done this with subpoenas. Constitutional law press professor earlier today said it, Jonathan Turley, this is done with subpoenas. It's not done with search warrants. It's just out of control. Tell us why. Tell us why. Maybe there's a reason, and I'm open to it. I'm into common sense. Tell us why you went hard like that. You treated Marlogle like it was a drug kingpin's lair. Unacceptable. Well, I agree with you. And uh, with that point, we're going to go into tour here. Absolutely. Uh, folks, thank you so much for coming in. Again, sometimes these shows are a little bit uncomfortable. There was a few people in the chat that I had to jettison to cyberspace because we uh, just were not on the same page and they were, I thought they were getting a little outrageous, a little nasty. So Be respectful with your, yeah. with your, your comments. Be respectful. I got rid of them. You know, I, but I, I question too why someone uh, is in this uh, podcast when they know what our political positions are when they're 360 degrees away from us. They're actually in this podcast to be disruptive. So I, uh, I did them a favor and I got Bro, rid of them. It's 360 degrees away from us. That's okay. I, I can listen to a, a something that is fact. I'm, I'm open to that. But if you're just going to make stupid statements and you're going to be disrespectful or you're going to use vulgarity, stay out. Go, go to another chat. Go to another podcast. That's all. 100%. And uh, that's, those are my feelings. Folks, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for listening tonight. Have a great night and stay safe out there. Stay safe, everybody. And God bless America. We still have a great country. We got to take it back. One episode, just